This is Dubai Eye 103.8. So, uh, Neil and I are now joined in studio by uh, our first two guests of the afternoon. It's time for Career Clinic, and today it's all about employability, as we were saying. Uh, joining us to tell us a little bit more and give us their thoughts, the provost of the uh, American University here in Dubai, Dr. Imad Hobala, and the career services manager from AUD, uh, Ms. Cynthia Samaha, both joining us live in studio. Thank you so much indeed for being with us. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate you uh, being on board today and coming in and sharing your thoughts and opinions with us. Uh, Let's start with you, if you may, Dr. Imad. Um, In fact, with both of you, but we'll start with you. Uh, We always have to start with the provost, you know. We have to go, we'll start with the provost first and foremost. Um, Uh, At least I get some respect here. There we are. That's what it's all about. Uh, The provost gets the first dibs of the question. Uh, The definition of employability, Dr. Imad, has it changed over the years? I believe that employability and its definition have changed a lot over the years. At AUD, at least, we look at employability not only at, uh, as our graduates being hired after they graduate, but also as leaders who have created their own businesses, uh, who have created employment opportunities for others, and who have been able to create momentum and add to the society and add to uh, the industry uh, that they're engaged in. Mm. Uh, To us, uh, employability means that the person has gotten out of the university and uh, is being a productive member of the society, Mm. is being a productive member of the community. And it's not only about money, it's about being happy and doing what you have passion for and you're employed. Cynthia, let's get your thoughts. Has it changed over the years? Uh, I believe yes, because uh, employers have shifted from the traditional way of hiring graduates. That's why instead of looking only to the degree they graduated uh, in, they are looking for a package. This package consists of hard skills, soft skills, personal attributes, and knowledge. So the students, when they graduate, they have to have this package in order to increase their employability level. Neil Patch. Yeah, I mean, Tom, what I would say is, is that something definitely hasn't changed, and, and, and that's the ability of a university. It's not just about providing the education. It's, it's actually opening doors for, for the people that are studying from you. So firstly, congratulations. You've, you've won, again, I think, the number one university in the UAE for employability Thank by you. the Thank QS you. World University rankings. That's fantastic. I, I, I know, speaking, you know, I, my son's lucky enough to study at St. Andrews in Scotland, and that just seems already to have opened the door for opportunities for him to get internships that otherwise he might not have done. So that's a fantastic thing. How, um, how important is it, would you say, and, and, and what does AUD do to help interface between companies that are looking to employ your students um, uh, and, and your students yourself? So basically what we do at AUD where we act like a demo for the students in order to have the idea of how is it uh, when they graduate. So specifically, we connect them to the industry experts. Those industry experts are in contact and continuous contact with our students. They come on campus. We embed competitions and case studies within the curriculum of our courses where the students will have the idea of how is it like after they graduate. Uh, We have guest lectures in classrooms 
We have uh, internship uh, courses that are going on. We have the mentorship programs where not only industry experts pitch and our graduates as well who have their own businesses are ready to mentor the students and uh, basically help them to know what is happening in the industry currently. Okay. I will leave it now to Dr. Habbala to elaborate on the incubator that we're currently introducing at AED. Music to my ears. Thanks. Uh, before I talk about the incubator, I would like to add a couple of things about the industry engagement. We really in- engage the industry throughout the journey that the student has with us at AUD. We engage them in, in the preparation of the curriculum. We engage them in the preparation of the courses, in the, in the programs. We also engage them in guest lectures and sometimes in actually teaching the courses themselves. So the students establish this connection and the, this relationship with the real life, with the industry. And they do have those mentors that they could go to and learn from. In addition to that, the world is really changing as we see it. Uh, we are not necessarily only the delivering or graduating people who have the hard skills, as uh, uh, Cynthia mentioned. They are deli- we're delivering also the soft skill for these students. So, and a major part of that is what happens in, with entrepreneurship and innovation. Entrepreneurship and innovation means that we're working with the students about their mindset, their willingness to take risk. They're not afraid of, 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 uh, of failing. Those things do not happen unless the student is encouraged to uh, you know, come up with ideas, yeah. not, fear, not fear failure. So through the incubator, we provide for our students the environment with the different players of the ecosystem to really learn, come up with ideas, uh, okay. try them. Uh, you know, experiment. So, Dr. Imad, uh, the, the incubator, I mean, I think, Cynthia, it's fantastic uh, 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 what you're saying. Starting up, obviously, is a champion for startups. Startups typically don't get represented quite so strongly. You know, a, a huge number of the startups that are probably listening to this don't have the resources to come and provide mentors for you to provide uh, uh, access to certain uh, uh, things. Yet, I, I know that, you know, when, when I was leaving university, Tom, back in the, the early 18th century, you know, there was there was only one way to go. You'd become you'd become a doctor, you'd become a lawyer, you'd go and work for Procter and Gamble. Uh, the idea of working for a startup was not something that was considered mm. with 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 you know such uh, kudos, if if you like. Now, what we obviously at this uh, show want to do is encourage your students because you've got some brilliant students. We've had a few, and I think we've got com- one coming in uh, uh, shortly mm. to talk to us, who are brilliant and and uh, interns and recruitment are things that. Are constantly throughout this show being shown to be incredibly important. So how can we work together to, to perhaps uh, uh, push the startup side of things? Well, basically, as far as the startups are concerned, one of the major areas is the entrepreneurship and innovation center that we have. We are looking, we keep looking for mentors to come in and work with us work with our students. We actually are integrating our activities with other centers because we're trying to make sure that the learning is is as contagious as possible. So there are other centers in the country that we're working with, with the Dubai Future Foundation and the N5. So we have the mentors from within, we have the mentors from other centers, and we have mentors from different, uh, different uh, uh, startups that we will come and we're ready to sit down and see how we could, uh, uh, we could 
you know, collaborate to make sure that it is a success for our students and for the startups that you're talking about. Cynthia, um, we've, we've, we've heard about soft skills already today, yes. and soft skills are spoken about a lot. Emotional yes. intelligence and um, students being able, it's all good and well having all the grades uh, known to mankind and all the letters behind your name, etc. But without that, without the soft skills, without the emotional intelligence, without the EI, is, is that something that you're able to, 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 to encourage uh, through the incubators through the university as well i believe soft skills are the focal point here because soft skills are transferable so if the students uh, have taught these have acquired these skills and the basically learned how to adapt them in their uh, life and their career life then they will be able to get a job uh, retain that job and even succeed in other jobs in different industries because mm. those skills are acquired you can know the hard skills but the soft skills are acquired and they are worked on in order to enhance it this is where the mentorship program plays a very big role especially when we have our alumni themselves who have smes come and mentor the students. They will teach them what to expect, what are the gaps or uh, like what are the bumps they went through before they succeeded in their uh, business. And they will give them a, a 360 view of how to, what to expect. Mm. If I may add, sure. uh, you know, there is an issue of culture that we all have to deal with. And we believe that the education system must go through a transformation to make sure that they do not only focus on the hard skills in uh, everywhere now this is a place like everywhere else because this problem is faced uh, uh, education system faces this problem everywhere else Mm. when we talk about soft skills we really are talking about what you said emotional intelligence we're also talking about you know the ability to collaborate the ability to communicate with other people to Mm. lead to work in a in a team environment but also, there are some things that are culturally, uh, uh, that need to be worked culturally. Like, yeah. for example, you know, the fact is that you could express your opinion or not express your opinion. You could take a risk or not take a risk. Uh, you could, uh, you're afraid of, of failing or not, or not do that. Those things are Im- important and essential for survival of, sp- of uh, small to medium enterprises, of uh, new companies, of startups. And if the university does not provide the, the opportunity for the students to go through these things and to get rid of those uh, shackles that are on their hands and their, their minds, it create this new mindset, it, they're not going to be successful. Mm. We have to provide that capability. We have to provide this environment and this culture. And that's what we do at AUD. Career Clinic. You are in the Career Clinic at the moment. Uh, we're joined in studio here on Starting Up. And if you want to have your say, just a quick reminder of those hashtags and handles at VirtueZone, hashtag Be Your Own Boss, uh, and at Dubai I138FM, hashtag Dubai I138. Uh, Dr. Imad Hobala is the provost of uh, the American University here in Dubai, and Cynthia Smaha is the career services manager there. We're talking employability. Why are we talking that? Because AUD has been ranked as the UA's top institution for employability and the world's top institution for its diverse faculty as well. As Neil Petch was saying uh, in the first segment uh, of this uh, chat, uh, congratulations again to all the team at AUD. Lots of questions coming through, uh, so we will address a few of those questions. Uh, there is a, uh, Dr. Ahmed, let's start with you. There is a, there is a stereotype, and I, I wonder whether we can sort of deal with that at the moment. The suggestion that millennials or children coming through the education ranks now into 
further education are work shy. Is this a, is this a negative stereotype that is being put out there at the moment? And what are your what are your opinions and experiences? There is no doubt that the generation of today, Gen Z or whatever they call it today, <laughs> I'll is, get lost is, as well. is different, is wired different than me at least. I know that for a fact. These people have different characteristics. Let's put it this way. I don't look at anything that they have as negative. They're just different. One is they, they do lots of research. Second, they basically are looking always for reaffirmation. They have, uh, they have a short attention span in a sense that you really need to engage them in something that interests them. Uh, in addition to that, they really are interested in communication. They're hyper communicators. So I don't see anything negative. The fact is, all what that, that it says is that they may be wired differently to the point we need to interface with them differently to engage them. Eventually, the learning process requires engagement of the person who's learning. And unless you do that, you're not going to be able to do it. So we look at that as something that changes and transforms education. And what the way we do it is change the pedagogy, which is the learning and teaching. Instead of uh, basically pushing them to memorize, we stop that. My message to the faculty usually is, no matter how good you are, even if you're Einstein, there is somebody who could do it better on the internet. So you better <laughs> be able to, you better be able to uh, engage them. Get their attention. See what they're interested in. And that's why you really need to be focusing on individualized learning, on experiential learning that get them, gets them engaged and gets them moving. Mm. So I don't see anything negative about the learners of today. Yeah. They're creative, they're empathetic, and they're really looking for things to do them better. What a popular provost you must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I may add, I think there should be a change of mindset, uh, starting with parents, high schools, arriving to universities. In order to make the graduates more employable, they need to start from their houses, high school, and then they reach the university experience. If they have the mindset to learn beyond what is offered in the curriculum, then they will be the leaders of tomorrow, definitely. That's fantastic. I think, Tom, there's an interesting thing there which uh, Dr. Imad brings up, which is as, a, as a, an entrepreneur, we try and recruit people. The first step is, is you look for the same traits in, in who you're recruiting as yourself because those are the traits that you like. <laughs> Sorry to give away my egomania uh, here. But that's absolutely wrong. What you, what you should be doing is, 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 is looking at, at what ad additional strengths you can bring to your company. And that's a whole different set of criteria. It's the same in politics at the moment. We're just sitting there shouting at each other, not listening to the other side. And, and, and you know, that that's shows the stupidity of humankind sometimes. So to, it's refreshing that you have that attitude. It's, it's, a, it, it's perhaps easier to say than to do sometimes. It is. It is in general. But it takes a lot. I mean, uh, Cynthia uh, was did uh, say that the mindset has to change in the house and in the schools. It also has to change everywhere these these students are. You know, we if if the student comes to you and is looking for help, how do you help them? By the way, they don't necessarily ask for help. You need to understand that they need help or they need they have a question. So it it takes a lot more on the on the part of the faculty, the staff. We at AUD we believe that we as faculty and staff are all 
together there to serve what the students' learning experience should be like. And, and, and we win sometimes, and sometimes we don't. So we keep trying. So we need to understand what they need and how they do it without making it all, uh, uneasy for them. And Dr. Imad, if um, uh, parents of, of potential students wanted to get an experience of what AU, uh, AUD does, other than listening to this, which is already a great demo, how could they go about that? Well, basically, they could come and attend some of our sessions, some of our classes, and meet uh, our uh, advisors, meet our our uh, alumni, uh, meet some of our alumni, meet some of our faculty, meet some of our staff. We we are spreading this throughout the university, we uh, and they could experience it uh, firsthand. I'm quite interested, actually, quite apart from the education. I mean, university life is, is not just the education, right? It's the whole experience. We okay. believe that what we're doing is a whole person experience. It's a journey. It's part of it is at the university. We need to prepare these students beyond the first job and the second job. It's that mindset that they are able to take on any challenge and they don't, they don't care if they fail. And I think this brings on um, what we were talking about, Tom, which is the attributes. So once once they've had the education from you so that they've got the foundations, then they're going to be in for their first interview and they're going to be interviewed by someone perhaps like me who's, who's looking for someone to make a difference to their business. And they're probably going to be more knowledgeable in their particular field than I am. So I'm going to be looking for personal strengths. So, Cynthia, let me yeah. throw this one at you. What... Uh, you know, if you were running your own business and you were recruiting one of your own students, what personal attributes would you be looking for? Top three, let's say, because we're going to be tweeting this, I think, Tom, aren't we? Tweeted it already. Got some really interesting uh, replies in already. So let's see how uh, our guests fare. So I think agility, adaptability, resilience, communication skills, negotiation skills, all of these these are five, five. main ask for a, me. Ask a lady for three. <laughs> five main for me because if you're resilient but you don't know how to communicate with other people, then you will not reach your goal. So you have to have a mix of everything. I loved agility. Could you yeah. expand on that a little? I think this is Dr. Habala's favorite because we were debating on this before we entered. Okay. Uh, agility uh, to me is basically, you know, let me take it back a little bit. You look at today's environment, we know with the changes that are coming, the technological changes, the social changes, the advancement, etc. Nobody knows what the future is going to look like. And if anybody claims it, tell them, excuse me, you really don't know. All what we know is that change is going to continue and the change is going to accelerate very quickly. So what do you want your graduate to do? If I, uh, let me take, how would I like my son to be? I would like him or I would like my daughter to be you know, knowledgeable about the subject that she's working on, but also looking for the changes that are coming, looking for what are the measures, technological advancement that are coming. How is it going to impact their business? You know, my son was number one in his company, in one of the major companies. Mabrook. No, thank you. <laughs> but the whole branch got cut off because it was no longer... It was no longer the, uh, something that they, they are interested in because it's no longer what they should be doing. So he's, he's got an excellent job now, but the point is people need to be ready for these things. They need to be able to look at the changes and be adapt, uh, adaptable. They're able to, to move and change and move and deal with different people, deal with different environments, in, with different types of uh, di diverse 
backgrounds and be successful. I mean, I agree. I think that that ten, you know, sometimes you can be over-educated, over-trained, and and so you're not nimble. You don't uh, move on your feet. You don't adapt to circumstances. So, with agility, I suppose you could say adaptability as well, right? Correct. Interesting, because that's a word that has cropped up. You're quite right. This is the word that this is the question that we've been tweeting and uh, putting out there on social media at the moment. Do uh, get involved. Uh, what makes a person employable? Tell us your top three. Uh, Dan Kayam at Dan. Kayam got in touch. Technical ability, adaptability, teach ability is in there as well. Uh, one's come through from uh, Sakthrisha Hida, that is, saying, uh, great attitude, uh, IEEQ, critical thinking, problem solving, communication skills and persuasion skills, uh, maths probably as well, because that's six, uh, Shahida, thank you, all the same. Uh, what's the betting that passion ends up in here as well, says Frank Kane, who's getting in touch with the show today. Kane, thanks very much indeed Hello, for Frank. your thoughts. Hello, Frank. Um, uh, Adnan Dawood says, oh, well, he puts it very interesting as well. Uh, Adnan Dawood says, Wasta, Wasta, Wasta. <laughs> I have no doubt that what he's saying could be correct in some quarters. But as far as we're concerned, I go with what is called the innovator's mindset. Mm. Everybody that we need to work with as far as new things and accelerations are concerned, they need to be empathetic. They need to be problem solvers. They need to be networked. They need to be reflective. And basically, they need to be, in everything they do, observant and creators. And if they do not do that, they will miss something. And again, the ability to observe and ad adapt and adjust is extremely important. I'd love to say that Jeff Bezos got in touch with the show, um, but he has uh, posted his top three recently, uh, whether it's been prompted by the conversation we're having together <laughs> as well. He asks all of his Amazon recruiters to do this, uh, ask three questions. First, will you admire this person? Secondly, will this person raise the average level of effectiveness of the group they're entering? And third, along what dimension might this person be a superstar. Good way of putting it for recruiters. That's not a bad. That's not a bad way. <laughs> He'd probably also say, "Have they signed a prenup?" Yeah. yeah. Just let me remind him to sign the prenup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, questions are plenty coming through to us as well for you guys. Uh, are there new programs coming up at uh, American University <coughs> Dubai? Definitely. Uh, basically. I would, I would like to say that as a part of the transformation, looking at the, the jobs that are going on, looking at the industry and the changes that are coming up, the, we keep adjusting what we're doing to make sure that we're relevant to the market that we're in. One of them is artificial intelligence. One of them is robotics. One of them is uh, basically uh, business and data analytics. Uh, we're going cybersecurity. Mm. Uh, we're doing innovation master's degree. That's new. So we have about six or seven more that are coming up in different areas. And I could go on with the list. There's another question that's just come in as well. Interesting as well. Nice place to wrap it up because somebody said, I'd love to know if there's any possible to, possibility to get an internship or a job placement at AUD. Is that something that you guys do as well or could consider? Yeah, that's a good, very good question because last week we had this discussion internally. As a part of what we're doing in one of our centers, we have 16 new centers that are, have been created. A couple of them still are in the, in the process of being finished. We will be doing this in the next six months uh, as part of some of our centers, yes. 
watch this space. Uh, if, pe- if people want to find out more, Cynthia, best way for them to do that is via the website, via the social media? Yeah, website, social media, and definitely I can give the email and they can communicate with me directly. We'll post it all up onto the site as well so that they can get in touch to you. Yes. Cynthia Samaha, thank you so much thank indeed for being for with us. us. And Dr. Imad Abala as well, thank you so much indeed, sir, thank for being with us. Congratulations we again uh, on you. that number one ranking here in the region. This is Dubai I 103.8.